Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I'm so excited you're here with us today because we have a very special guest. Today we have with us Ms. Ronnie Ann Ryan. She hosts the podcast Love and Magic. She also is on the show Past Life Travelogue. She's written many books, including the book, Is He the One? She uses past lives and the Akashic Records to help her clients in so many different ways from attracting love to just helping them live a better life. And today we're gonna talk about past lives and the Akashic Record and really dive into what it is that Ronnie does. So I'm so excited that she's here with us today. Thank you, Ronnie, so much for being here today. Oh, Melissa, I'm very excited to have a chat with you. Yes, I'm so excited too, because I'm like a geek when it comes to all things past lives. It's so fascinating to me uh, when me you too. hear children, you know, talk about, oh, I remember when I was your mom or, or I remember being this person. It's like, okay, children don't lie and make up stories. There's got to be some truth to this. And there's been so much research done lately on this topic. So I cannot wait to pick your brain and find out you know, you. how you're using this to help people. But before you start with that, just tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into this field of working with past lives and working with the Akashic Records? Okay, so <clears throat> I really, really wanted to open up my intuitive gifts. So I took a bunch of classes a very long time ago. <laughs> and one of them was a past life class that um, you could re-up by the quarter. And so there were six women and a teacher and we all just stayed for a whole year. And so we got to, so every week, almost every week, you know, maybe not Christmas and New Year's or Thanksgiving, but almost every week we got together and we would focus on one person's question. So somebody was having an issue or they were curious about something so then we would all focus on the one person and their life and their question. Now, why that was so good was because we all got a lot of confirmation. So because we so many of us got amazingly similar stuff, we would tune in, meditate, and then we would all share what we received images or what we heard or what we felt, however it came through. And it was astonishing, really. And eventually you all really get into sync with each other when you do this kind of group work. Group work is so powerful. Like if you're learning, that is one of the best ways. Even if you just get together with another friend and do it, uh, it really makes a difference. So anyway, after about a year, it finally came to me <laughs> that looking backwards is the same as looking forwards. It's actually the exact same skill. So I, I don't really do any fortune telling, you know, future prediction kind of stuff, but I do a lot of present day and very current energy. What's happening right now? What's your highest path? That kind of thing. So when I work with people now, sometimes I go in the records uh, and I do past life work, but not everybody wants that. And uh, sometimes they want to know things intuitively and we end up having to go in the records records to go see what's going on because a lot of times things run deeper than just this one life so that's really how it started and then it was really funny I had a friend and she and I wanted to start working at psychic fairs and this guy wanted to test us and he was giving us a hard time and so my friend Lisa was like oh please we don't need him we'll just do our own and I have to tell you she was amazing at creating 
these massive psychic fairs where hundreds of people would come on a Friday night. I mean, she blew what he was doing away. It was really funny. So anyway, I only did past life reading, so I wasn't that busy. And one night she came to me and she goes, hey, two psychics aren't coming tonight. And it's I, I can tell it's going to be a really great crowd. It's going to be huge. So you have to be a psychic tonight. I'm like, get out of here. I am not a psychic. <laughs> she goes, yeah, but you really, you have to be because I'm like, no. She's like, yes, no, yes, no. The only answer was yes. I need it. I'm like, oh my gosh. So uh, I did 22 out of 24 time spots, readings 15 minutes apart, oh, you know? And so I got to tell you, it was quite an experience because- there was no time to doubt yeah there was no fire away there was no time to mess around and question yourself and worry if what you're saying is accurate you there was that would have been a huge luxury like there wasn't time to pee you know what I mean so I I just had to do it and so that's really but I I wouldn't consider that as I wouldn't recommend that (laughs) for anybody but um that was certainly a way to jump into the frying pan and get over my concern about doing psychic readings for people and stuff so so that's a little story on how I got started (laughs) (laughs) that is too funny yeah you don't I mean it's uncomfortable when you get pushed into an area that you're not really that familiar with and and that those doubts do come up. I mean, I, I remember first starting to practice and thinking, is this really working? Is this doing anything? And then having people say, oh my gosh, that was spot on. So yeah, you do doubt, tend to doubt yourself at first. It's too funny. Yeah, so, but that just gets in the way, right? Yeah, just- absolutely. Absolutely. So now tell us more about how your using past lives with your clients like what kinds of things are people learning about from going back and looking at their past lives Uh, they are all right so there are so many different things that can happen sometimes people want what i call the past life travelogue and they're just curious about who they've been and where they've been and um I prefer reading when somebody has a specific question they want me to focus on, but sometimes people want the travelogue. So that's what I do. And, uh, and so we bounce through all these different lives. I don't tell any life from beginning to end, even when they have a specific issue, because I'm extremely focused on what will help with a specific issue. And you don't need to know the birth and the death to unless the death is involved or the birth is involved in the issue, you know? So I don't do from birth to death. I just go for the main lesson of whatever's going on that, you know, connects to today. But anyway, I like here, I'll give you some examples. I did um, one woman. uh, She had, I think she had a um, Pakistani background, but she was from the United States and I saw this, I saw, you know, you can't judge. So I'm like, uh, I think you, you know, no, I didn't say that. You're, you're a um, tiger tamer trainer. Like you worked with tigers, you and your father, and you worked at the palace and this was part of the entertainment and they, they you were like on staff taming the tigers and training them and having them do tricks or whatever. And, uh, I felt like she was part of the original um, Romani, which, you know, is, you're not supposed to say gypsy anymore. So yeah, the Romani, because they said they came 
from that area, you know, Indian, whatever. And I think she was an Indian. Anyway, so I'm telling her this and I feel like, oh my gosh, this is the most cockamamie thing. I can't believe I'm saying this. And she goes, you know, so whenever anyone ever asks me, what animal would you be? I always pick tiger. <laughs> so, you know, that was a great example. I mean, that's not some big learning, but that was a great example of how you certainly can't judge whatever you get. You just got to say it. So, but the most amazing story I have from uh, learning lessons from past lives was a woman sat down, you know, this was countless years ago, one of those psychic fears and she was young and she was Japanese. Cause I could tell from her name and she wanted to know about her most recent incarnation and what she had been. I'm like, okay. So I go back and look and I see that she was at Pearl Harbor. She was a man and she was in the US Navy and she died on um, December 7th when they bombed Pearl Harbor. And I thought, what an amazing soul to come back as a woman in Japan to see, well, how do they live? And what was this about? And to learn about the culture. And, you know, that's how I took it. And so, you know, I told her what had happened. And so she said, well, you know, I'm really terrified of drowning. I'm like, yeah, you drowned <laughs> in Pearl Harbor, you know, she yeah. goes, I can't, I can't stand fireworks and I hate loud booming noises. And when it freaks me out, I'm like, yeah, you died in Pearl Harbor. So she probably needed some healing to go along with that, which you couldn't do in 15 minutes. But that was really one of the most amazing stories. But you just, you never know. Like recently, a woman wanted to know why she was fighting so much with her husband. And uh, the first life I saw was that she and her husband were brothers and they were Texas oil people. And her husband her old, was an older brother and he was in charge and she didn't like that as a he, you know, as a brother. And they fought, they were merciless trying to one up each other with power. But going back even further, they'd been in the civil war on opposite sides oh, wow. of the war. Yeah. <laughs> so I said to her, you may be fighting a lot with your husband, but it's way better than being on opposite sides of the civil war. I, sh <laughs> I should have asked her if like one of them was a Democrat and one is a Republican. That would have been interesting, right? <laughs> but so anyway, she was really surprised to hear that. I think it gave her some, you know, a uh, frame of reference or whatever to understand, like, what is going on and why is it like this? And I did give her some other um, advice about how to calm some of the fighting down but you know you just don't know what you're going to find it's just it's so interesting I agree with you I'm fascinated by it so I have a question for you because I do past life regression too but I was trained it sounds like in a completely different way where I take the clients and they are just under hypnosis and then they are the ones who see the past life and we do do from the beginning to the end sure um, so what is your methodology? How do you see their past lives? Are you using the Akashic records or what, how are you seeing into their past lives? Cause I'm very fascinated by this. And I believe me, I think there's always more than one way to do sure. anything. So I'm just curious as to how you work whenever you work with a client. So we learned way back in 1990 there were no books on the Akashic Records except for what Edgar Casey wrote. 
There was no Linda Howe or Lisa Barnett or any of these people teaching certified programs and all that. None of it existed. So we just learned to use our intuition. And over time, as I started reading some Akashic Record books, I'm like, I guess I've been dealing in the Akashic Records and not knowing it. So everybody's like all freaked out. But you don't say the prayer and you don't do this and you don't close the records. You don't you don't have my birthday. And I'm like, you don't really need it. I mean, you can use it. Yeah. And it's not bad, but I don't need it. It's not how I learned. I just learned to access. And that was it because that's what we had. We didn't make uh, a whole major process out of it. Somebody else explained, and I don't know if this is true, that a lot of the original, more recent Akashic Records stuff from like the last 20 years came out of a group of people who were very religious. So they felt that prayers were a very necessary part of honoring God and all this kind of stuff, which I am not a religious person. I'm very spiritual. I believe in God, but I don't believe in the dogma. So, but that's just me. Everybody has different thing. And I, I understand that. So um, I just go and I look and I ask and that's it. And sometimes I know people are going to get upset with that. So I did write a little prayer so I could I could say it and feel authentic and have people feel safe or whatever. But one woman said to me, well, is this even going to be accurate because you don't have my birthday? I'm like, I know I, I don't need your birthday. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's interesting. And I'm a big believer that there are no rules that you have to necessarily follow as far as, you know, oh, I have to set up this and I have to do it that way and I have to do it this way because there's so many different methodologies out there. And I think you have to do what works for you and, right, you know, feels comfortable for you to be able to do the work. And obviously it sounds like you're able to still see everything. So that's, that's the main thing, right? And the important thing. Right. Well, you know, there could be like, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Terry Uctana, but she claims that she can actually read the book. Like she'll get the book out of the library and read your book for you. I, I can tell you right now, I don't do that. Yeah. I mean, that's impressive as all hell, if you ask me. I, you know, I have seen some books, I will tell you that, but I can't tell you that's how I get the information. So some people are super keyed in, but how I do it is I'm going to give you the broad brush details of a situation and I see it for you. I don't regress. I don't do any regression. I've had a few regressions, uh, but every time I've gone to see my own past lives, I almost never do the whole birth to death thing. I just go in for what's the thing I need to know right now. But you know what? That's so much like my personality. <laughs> I want to go. I just want to go from A to B in the most direct route possible. Yeah, I'm yeah. not I don't. Yeah. So but that doesn't mean any other way isn't good or isn't accurate or isn't, you know, just like you said, everybody has their way. So I'm really using my intuition. How long does it take you when you're working with a client? I guess it must not take super long because you were talking about doing this for 15 minutes, like in 15 minute increments at the psychic show to get to the uh to the information that you need. So does it just come to you like pops into, and I know with myself, the more I practice, the faster it got and the more that came in. And is that, do you find sure. it the same way? That's absolutely how it works. It's like, uh, you know, I, I was talking to a woman recently and uh, I wanted to take her class, but I didn't want to 
pay the whole fee. It was a lot of money. And so we ended up bartering. She said, how about this? You can do sessions for my other people in the class. And I'll use that as a discount because you'll be working for me. I'm like, awesome. She yeah. goes, well, how long a session do you need? I'm like, let's just do 15 minutes. She goes, how can you do anything in 15 minutes? I'm like, the truth <laughs> for me is a lot of times all you need is 15 minutes and people can make it take an hour, but they're probably not saying that much more, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, which is kind of ridiculous for me to say that, but I had this, I had one of those Akashic records reading with the people who do the pendulum. Cause I was really curious, like what's it about and how, and so she, it took her an hour to tell me, but she drank a lot of water and, um, you know, had dead space. There was quiet time. I'm like, what's with this? Like, really? She, she, it could have taken 20 minutes and it wasn't that it wasn't interesting or whatever, but you know, I was like, can we, you know, like, let's get on with it. What do you got? So I, I don't know. Uh, it's just who I am. I just get right to the point. So yes, I can get it in fast, but I will tell you, it always helps to have a specific question that helps me tremendously because then that gives me a focus with the past life travel log. I can do that too, but sometimes that's a little harder. Yeah. I would imagine it would be because, you know, you have such a broad range of areas to go. And if you know the person has, you know, oh, I've always had a, you know, bad relationship with my mom. Where's that stem from? If you know exactly what you're looking for, it would be right. like going in your closet, right? Like, uh, yeah. I just need a shirt. But if you go in there and go, I need a pink shirt because we have to wear pink today. That's a lot easier <laughs> to find it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there'll be energy around whatever that issue is. And one of the things that's happened since I've taken more of the, I took some Akashic classes and I've been doing this work more. What's happened is I've been able to go back to try to find the root cause, which I never used to do. I would just tell people what I got, but now when I do it, I'm like, all right, I see First, I see that you're in, you know, oil person and you're fighting with your brother. Oh, and then I see the root causes. And there was probably something before the Civil War, too, for that woman. But so I it's a lot of times I ask for the root cause so we can get to the bottom of whatever's going on. And then I do some when I do the past life work and I find something, then I offer energetic healing to go with it so that we can release whatever that was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the part about doing it that I love the most is that we, we do the healing work on the end to say, okay, yeah. we don't just go back there just to see, like, we're actually using this as a healing opportunity. Yeah. Uh, when you're doing your work. So have you noticed that people tend to travel in the same soul families and that, you know, because we talk on my show a lot about why are we here? What are we doing? What is the purpose of all of this? And um, through doing my own research, you know, I've always felt like we come here to live out certain dynamics within our family relationships, friend relationships, whatever, to learn certain things to spiritually elevate and grow. So what have you learned along the way in doing this work? Well, I definitely have I've done some work where I've gone to look to see if we've had past lives together like my friend Carrie we do that work together and um we've gone and looked at things together see where we're here together we're here together whatever but I've also 
also done some of my own work and stumbled over my friends. So I had this past life in Italy in the 1400s where we were doing some kind of very formal high level magic with couples. We were all very wealthy and um, the we were in the process. We were in a circle. We were doing some magic thing and somebody had ratted us out. And the guards came in and they chopped everybody's head off. So that, that was fun. <laughs> but I recognized two girlfriends from today and my brother was my husband. Wow. So uh, I had no idea that was going to happen, but you, I do anyway, I definitely recognize people. And I remember the very first past life I saw was uh, this friend of mine. I had a really close friend in seventh grade and eighth grade. And then in ninth grade, we both liked the same boy. Uh Oh, and um, she ended up dating him. And I was so devastated because he said he would never choose between us. blah, blah. You can just imagine what it's like to be 14. So I, but I was, I mean, that was a big event in my life. That was really horrifying. And so the first one of the first, no, it was the first past life I saw what we were uh, native Americans and we, she and I were men and he was a woman and she came in and stabbed me in the heart so she could have my wife. Oh, wow. And I wasn't going to look to see where she was or what happened. And it wasn't anything like that. I don't even remember why I went to look, but that's the first thing I saw. So yeah, you recognize people. You just know who they are. Yeah, I find that very interesting because when I've had my own past life regressions, I've seen people from this lifetime that were also family and previous. And I think that's interesting. You know, the craziest story I've heard, though, is there was a um, there's a fire chief out of Westport, Connecticut, who wrote a book that I can't remember the name. And I only read 25 percent of it because it was all about the Civil War. But I bring it up because. That was his past life that he had seen in the Civil War. And he found a picture of the general that he was from the South. And he looks exactly the same. Like, I don't even understand why that's happening or how that's possible. I, I'm like, I'm completely baffled because that's not what you usually hear. I mean, you know, I'm very short. I'm um, kind of chubby and I have long, dark hair but I've been tall and skinny and blonde and Asian. And, I, you know, like I've been everything black and Indian and whatever, you know, Native American. But um, he looks exactly the same. He put a picture of himself as the general. And he had many sources who said he was there. He went and traced the steps of the battles and could feel it. So, you know, he feels like that was really who he was. And he put the picture side by side in his book. I was like, whoa, that is crazy. That is crazy. Now, have you come across this? Because I've heard of this before, read about it, where people will have birthmarks or scars yes. on their body. Yeah. And when they see a past life, they're like, oh, I was stabbed there or this happened there. And so they have that scar with them. And he did. That was another thing. He had all these marks on his body from the from the Civil War. Wow. I don't have any that I know of, but yeah, yeah he sure did. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Yeah. That's so it's fascinating. Amazing. Yeah, it really is. That's so fascinating. So are you um, doing work with people now where you're using um, the Akashic Records? Because I know you're doing past lives with people. Um, are you doing any work specifically with that area 
now that you well, with people individually? To me, what I realized over time, and I would say in the last three years, was I figured out that I've been working with the Akashic Records all along. But I didn't know that because... You didn't do the whole, let's pull out the book and the things that most... Because I've dabbled in, you know, looking at Akashic Record classes. And most of them will start off by having you imagine going into the library and picking the book. And I guess for... I, I think I'm more like you. I just want to get to the point. <laughs> well, I will tell you, I have done it that way too. And it can be very interesting. And sometimes, I mean, I'm still accessing the records, whether I see the book or not. I mean, I'm not reading the records like Terry Utana does, but um, I'm still accessing the information. But there's something really fun and magical about seeing a library and then opening the door and then going into on the steps. And then I have people meet their guide and the guide will take them to their book because that's a big library, you know? Yeah. So there is something magical. And if people are new at it, sometimes it's nice to have the structure and the guided meditation to help you connect and allow things to come into your mind and that kind of thing. So it can be very helpful, but that doesn't mean you need it. Yes. But I wanted to try it to see what everyone was talking about and experiencing and what kind of, what, what is it like? So I took um, something by Lisa Barnett. I read a bunch of books. Um, I read a Linda Howe book and I took a class from Terry Uctana and um, they were all extremely different. Yeah. And then there were everybody has their own different methodology, really. Yeah. So I, I think I am working with the records. My intention is to work with the records. And I think that's, I mean, where else would I be getting it from? Right. That's how I kind of figure, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. And now you have a podcast called love and magic podcast but then you also have a show past life travelogue and it's actually called breathe oh sorry it's actually called breathe love and magic oh okay breathe love and magic and so tell us about that podcast and then um your other show as well because you mentioned the travelogue being people who just kind of want to see the whole journey of their past lives instead of going to a specific place so is that what that show is all about do you what do you talk about well, on the show? What happens is um, a lot of the shows are me doing readings for people, not live. It's all pre-recorded, but it, I'm doing readings for people. And then sometimes I've done book reviews about my favorite past life books, or I've talked about some of my own experiences. I've done a short meditation. So the past life travelogue program is really a mixture of stuff, but it's all fat, you know, just focused on past lives and that's on I can't even remember that it's a radio station it'll be in the show notes right it's like yes, women 360 exactly. or something but and then the other one breathe love and magic is oh about intuition I interview and I interview a lot of people too I talk to different kinds of healers and um, people who have all kinds of methods to live a better life you know to live your best life that's basically the idea. I, I like to talk to people who have discovered things that you could do too, or talk about 
um, synchronicities or shamanism, you know, all the fun spiritual kinds of methods and topics. So that's what that's about. It's fun. I love that because we do that a lot here too. We love to talk about those different topics. So it's uh, super, super fun. And this has been such a fun conversation today too. Are you currently offering sessions with people that uh, to allow them to look into their past lives? Oh, for sure. Um, I still offer that. You can find it on my website. When you go to my website, which is never too late up is there's a get a reading button. That's where you go. It'll tell you all about the Akashic Records readings. And um, I'm doing a new thing too. I've decided to take my 30 years as an entrepreneur because I've been um, in brand marketing and marketing consulting and copywriting. And then my 30 years of all of my, it's actually more, but don't tell anyone. Um, it's my spiritual, all of my spiritual escapades and all the things that I've learned or whatever. And I'm putting them together to be a business intuitive. So I want to, uh, and I am working with women who are probably spiritually minded entrepreneurs who, you know, sometimes you just can't decide or you don't know which way to go and you not sure if your business needs to pivot or which is the best person to hire, or if you need to bring on a new product or service or what kind of program you should run, whatever it is. And uh, clarity is really hard sometimes on your own. So that's where I can come in and help and provide um, clarity. And for people who want to develop their intuition, I could also help them develop their intuition and gain their own skills so they can trust their gut and their own instincts too, right? So that's another um, service that I'm doing. And I I haven't got the website up yet, but that's also on my site. You'd have to go to intuitive. So it'd be never too late to slash intuitive. And that's the only way you'd find it. You wouldn't be able to find it any other way yet, but I'm working on it. (laughs) Well, awesome. Awesome. And I definitely will have that link in the show notes for anyone who's interested in going there. And you've written several books too, um, that people might be interested in learning more about because, uh, you talked about how you manifested your soulmate and you wrote a book called, is he the one? So I know that in the past you've done work with people on that too. So if there's anyone out there listening, who is interested in manifesting a soulmate, She's also got some great stuff about that too. Yeah, I have a page on Amazon. If you look for the author page, Ronnie and Ryan. And so my first book was Manifesting Mr. Right. And that's the story of how I manifested my husband using the law of attraction and a lot of other methods, techniques, even including acupuncture and all <laughs> kinds of energy healing. I mean, I didn't leave any stone unturned. So um, that really is my whole methodology and it still completely works. So I was a dating coach for 20 years. <laughs> You've just That's done fine. it all, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you rack up the years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it and I love all that you're doing. And I want to thank you so much for being here today and sharing your stories because they are fascinating. And if anyone is interested in listening to your podcast, buying a book or working with you, all of those links will be in the show note. And I highly encourage people to check it out. Thank you again so, so much for being here today. This was so fun. Melissa, thank you. This was a blast having this conversation with you. And my bet is your work is amazing. So you you certainly have a beautiful light. Oh, thank you.
And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today. As always, I super appreciate each and every one of you. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. As always, the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit. You can join us over on Patreon where you can see the video of this interview. And if you want to follow me on social media, all of my links are in the show notes. I hope you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, I'm sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.